After an excruciating downturn in the last half of 2023, the local marketing scene is hopping with activity around how generative AI will make things better in the advertising and marketing world. How will it affect sales teams and agencies? How will advertisers themselves use it? And will it increase industry layoffs or just redefine how human teams operate? In this episode, we do a pulse check on the industry and talk to a company that is using generative AI to crack the code for sales reps and ad agencies. You're listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, now in its fifth year of delivering unique insights from two of the industry's brightest analysts, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Frequence, which streamlines advertising workflow by putting everything you need in one dashboard. And by Audience.io, your key to a bigger audience and more revenue using zero in first-party data. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Gordon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I am your non-AI host, Corey Elliott. And with me, as always, is possibly an AI host, Gordon Burrell. Not near AI host. We already tried that in one episode, and it just came out kind of funky when I cloned my voice. It ain't ready for prime time in, in that regard. But yeah, give, give it, it six months. Give it time. And yep. we won't be doing this podcast <laughs> at all. Right. At right, all. Right. Probably pro- they won't be as half as funny as you. Oh, thank you. Or half as handsome as you. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm blushing. Can you see that? What yeah, are we no, talking I about? Can't. We're talking about uh generative AI, which God, yeah. you know, everybody's talking about. It's like, oh my God. We're prepping uh, uh sponsors for the conference, the upcoming conference in March. Just Google Burrell Miami and you'll see it. Huge crowd. Um, but we're Prepping them. I don't need to make fun of our sponsors, but a lot of them are saying, "Oh yeah, we use AI," and it's like, "Okay, you're you're using something that you actually using like ten years ago." But it's like, "Oh yeah, it's this this new thing. Everybody is using AI. It's yeah, like every a, a chatbot, you know, <laughs> that answers questions out of a FAQ. Yep, well, that's AI. Yeah. Oh using, yeah. Oh look yeah. At, look at us. Yeah, and, look at our <laughs> bell bottom pants. <laughs> yeah, an Excel formula I have in my Excel sheet. That's AI. But you were talking of it. It's sort of the new, new thing, and everybody's you know grasping onto it, and it is going to be transformative. But I think what we saw at the end of last year was God, this excruciating. You mentioned it in the intro, excruciating downturn, and everything just seemed to freeze up. I had one CEO call me and say, Are "You hearing the same thing we're hearing? You know, we haven't been able to move anything, sell anything since October." And then all the forecasts, Corey, became rosy. We talked about that. And then here mm-hmm. we are uh, now into February, and the mood at least seems elevated. AI have something to do with it, you think? Is it, is it that or is it something else? I don't know if it's all AI. I think it's like everything in the world. It's a little bit of everything. But before we get really into it, Mr. Mann, I want you to define, because you're throwing around generative AI, you're throwing around chat GBT, Define for our lovely listeners, what is generative AI? Anybody doesn't know what generative AI is now, they just ought to hang it up. It's a little search box where you, instead of typing in, you know, Attila the Hun, and you get 100 entries on Attila the Hun, and you go to Wikipedia, and then you write your little school essay on who Attila the Hun was. You go to ChatGPT, and you just type in, who was Attila the Hun in 1,000 words? And it summarizes it, and it tells you. So it's a it's a an engine that will produce something. It's a little more complicated than just you know yeah. a history paper on Attila the Hun. You can say, write me an intro 
we did this last year at our conference for one of the keynote speakers. It was so good. I really didn't have to edit it. And I'm, you know, I'm very picky at editing. So it's gotten really good. If you go to ChatGPT and you type in who is Gordon Burrell, it will tell you. It'll give you a paragraph. If it doesn't know some things, though, Corey. Well, that it doesn't know anything. And I want everybody to know that it's not just text, right? Because generative AI, it's describing algorithms and it can be used to create new. It is content, but it could be audio. It could be code. It could be images. It could be videos, text, simulations, all this stuff. Anything that is generated by artificial intelligence is generative AI. Just wanted to level set for everybody because that's what I'm about, teaching. Yeah. If you drag over an Excel spreadsheet, we have these massive Excel spreadsheets for these cross tabs we do with advertisers. So, you know, advertisers who, for instance, say they're, you know, already incorporating ChatGPT, mm -hmm. for instance, or advertisers who are buying OTT or the set. You take that massive Excel file, that cross tab, and what are there like 30, 40 questions in it and several, you know, different worksheets and lots of files and lots of information. You load it into ChatGPT and say, summarize the type of advertiser that is buying OTT. And I go, okay, I'm thinking it'll take you a little while because it'll sort of look through each of the workbooks, worksheets, and then it will produce that information. So it's getting smarter and smarter, but it's only as smart as the intelligence that, you know, has been put into it. If you if you ask it, for instance, who is Corey Elliott, I've got it right in front of the screen here. It says, I'm sorry, uh -huh. I don't have the information on a specific individual named Corey Elliott in my knowledge base. Ah, uh, well, see, then artificial intelligence isn't very smart, is what we're saying. It's oh, just... you're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> hey, one of the things I want to make sure, because we're going to talk about how AI is applied for local marketing, whether it be on the advertising and agency side or on the local advertiser side. One of the things that came up in our last local advertiser survey where we asked advertisers and agencies about AI and how they would use it there are some out there saying, that, yeah, we're already using it in some form or fashion. And we asked what they thought the greatest application inside of marketing would be for AI. And there are very similar answers between agencies and advertisers. There's always content creation, writing advertising copy. That was up at the top. But the, one of the major differences was the third choice. The third choice for advertisers was, hey, can it help me identify and profile target audiences. That was a little farther down on the agency side. It was more about personalizing ad content, writing ad copy and stuff like that. So the using AI to help me find people is more on the advertiser side or the media buyer side than it is an agency side. And I think that's an interesting thing I want to keep my eye on. Yeah. And that's a fascinating and hybrid use of generative AI. They're not generating words as much as they're doing the thinking, you know, the, the numbers crunching, taking exactly. place perhaps of a, of a data scientist. Yep. So there are lots and lots of applications that apply. If you look at the media business, and this is my, my theory, I think the content business is going to explode due to generative AI, because there's a lot more content that can be pumped out from all of the content that is stored somewhere. And it's going to be applied across the board to so many things. And the content may be related to, of course, a news story or some advertising copy. But as you also say, Corey, to how do I target a particular advertiser? What's my best target? Here's my product. You know, I, I sell ShamWows, you know, and it goes, well, let us research that. Yeah, okay, well, ShamWows, yeah. you know, the average age of someone who buys a ShamWow exactly. is 
38 age. years old and has two cars and, you know, <laughs> just like, and is a male. Uh, in response to that guy on the boardwalk in Atlantic City with that little microphone, it goes, I bought it with the New Jersey accent that did the Shamwell commercial, right? <laughs> so it will it, it, go find all that crap that nobody else knew about. That's cool. I think there will be a content explosion due to generative AI, and it'll be probably harder and harder and harder to get a voice because all that content will probably be search engine optimized. So that rush, you know, we're in the age probably of phenomenal content generation right at the, at the eve of it right now. We are looking at, you know, these hyper-local sites that and we're addressing this at our conference that are being developed and suddenly getting traction. And some of it will use generative AI. Others will use influencers. You know, these people yeah. who don't look like anybody who would fit in the TV newsroom or a newspaper office. You know, they dress weird and have these, you know, earlobe extenders and tattoos, and they got a million more viewers than <laughs> than you have. You know, earlobe extenders. I yeah, like that. Maybe that. Um, <laughs> uh, you but know, there's a lot of ways that that AI could be used in the local marketing space. And you recently sat down and talked to a company that's using AI in the yeah, local I, marketing. Yeah, uh, it happens to be our uh, sponsor, Frequence, one of them. And they do a really fantastic job. They're, I think, the best in the industry of helping salespeople put together proposals. You know, salespeople, uh, I can't write all that well. And maybe they're not all that creative. You know, they're just going for the juggler, going for the sale, right? So they need help with a proposal. And a lot of these media companies are laying off folks. A lot of these agencies are a bit strapped. How do you write a really creative, killer proposal? And Frequency has been doing it for quite a while. Now they're tapping a bit more into generative AI. So we had a talk with their founder and vice president of operations. And we'll get to that interview right after this. Is that okay with you, Corey? Can we that's for that? That's fine with me. I got to put in a new earlobe extender anyway. <laughs> we'll talk to Steve Hahn from Frequence right after this. Streamline your advertising workflow with the only platform that puts everything you need in one dashboard. From proposals to performance, Frequence makes things easy for you and your team. Sales, operations, reporting, all in one place. The future of media is here. Visit Frequence.com to get started. Looking to boost your digital revenue and attract top advertisers? Start with the essentials, zero and first-party data. Audience.io is your gateway to growth and ownership of your digital audience. Trusted by industry leaders like iHeartMedia, Cox, Gray, Bell Media, and over 4,000 others, we empower you to take command of your data. Our full spectrum of tools includes contests, quizzes, polls, dynamic pop-ups, QR codes, advanced segmentation, and more. Check us out at audience.io to elevate your digital strategy. Great. I've got on the show with me Steve Hahn, the founder and vice president of operations for Frequence. Steve, welcome to the show, and thank you for being a sponsor. Hi, Gordon. Thanks. Great to be here. Hey, for our listeners who don't know, you know, that 2%, they probably don't know who Frequence is. If you don't, you should. Why don't you tell, uh, give us a little bit of a description, tell them uh, about Frequence. Well, Frequence is a software and media services provider for media companies and independent agencies. Our platform enables our customers to sell, manage, execute omni-channel digital and traditional marketing campaigns at scale for their locally focused advertisers. You guys are pretty big and pervasive in the industry as well. So thanks for being out there and helping, frankly, a lot of our, our clients do what they do and execute on campaigns. And I know you guys are going to have a presence at our conference. So we're really looking forward to that. The topic 
that we've focused on for quite a bit uh, since the summer is AI and generative AI. And wanted to have you on, Steve, to talk a little bit about how Frequence is incorporating that and how central it might be to the discussions in your company. Is it something that's like, wow, we're really focused on this. This is a really big opportunity for the company. Well, AI has always been part of Frequence since its inception. So Frequence is a workflow system that's goal is to reduce work and improve efficiencies for operations folks, for sales folks. And so the more we can bring uh, intelligence into our platform, uh, the, the more streamlined we can be and the more we can scale best-in-class digital advertising offerings. So I wouldn't say this is a big shift in focus for Frequence. It's always been a pretty core part of uh, who we are and what we do. Yeah, it's good to hear that because you talk with companies and suddenly it's like they've just discovered AI and it's something they've been doing all along. Not many of them, but they go, oh yeah, we're doing that. We want to talk about this. It's like, well, wait a minute. But you guys have been been involved for a very long time. Now, give us a, put some meat on the bones here. A couple of examples of how you guys are using AI to help companies streamline things a little bit better and help your company streamline things. Yeah, well, uh, two pretty visible ways in our platform. Uh, one is in our planning and proposal tools. We build omni-channel media plans within the Frequence platform, and salespeople can go through using our smart proposal and through uh, a guided workflow, build a pretty comprehensive set of tactics and offerings for a local advertiser. And this system uses ML models uh, and historic data of local advertising campaigns across our 13-year history and uses other advanced algorithms to pace and optimize budget between these campaigns. And so that's been a core part of one of our most important tools on the proposal side. On the digital execution side, on the media buying side, we've used our trade AI system, which allows us to, in real time, optimize media spends across a variety of digital platforms. It's a core component that relies on machine learning models and has been a big part of our success as managed media stewards. Probably the most exciting thing recent that, that connects to generative AI is in copywriting. At, That's at, fascinating. I mean to interrupt you, but I do, mm -hmm. because the proposal part of it, as you were talking about that, has been wildly popular. That's what we hear as a big pain point among sales reps, and Frequence has really stepped in and, and filled in the gap there. So I was really interested in hearing maybe an example of using generative AI, what it does in building the proposal, since we know so many reps are really interested in that. They don't can't write all that well. And so you're using generative AI. And I think that's, that's kind of new. You said you've been using AI for a long time, but the generative portion of it is new. Can you give me an example of how generative AI works in the proposal platform? Yeah, so the proposal has a lot of custom features and custom analysis that's for a specific advertiser and a specific set of campaign objectives. And how we configure and optimize those tactics have been something that we've been doing for a long time. Some of the presentation layer of that is something that I think we think generative AI can really help us with. So how to style and how to communicate, how to how to turn these an analysis into a more human readable format is something that generative AI can be very good at doing. And those are things we're looking to explore as we continue to evolve our proposal tools. A lot of companies say, oh, we're embracing AI, we're using generative AI. And so the challenging question to you is, okay, everybody else is doing the same thing with generative AI. What is it at frequency that makes you and keeps you guys? You guys are an end-to-end -end solution. I know that. And that's unique. What's going to keep you unique and keep you separated from any competitors in this space? 
Well, I think generative AI is an important tool, but it's not a tool that can completely replace a platform or completely replace the functions of a media buyer or a salesperson or a reporting system. It's a tool that can work with those systems. And I think that one of the challenges and fun parts about using generative AI in, in your in your workflow or incorporating this is all of the other coding and all of the other technology that needs to needs to wrap around it. It's, it's much like when you bring in a new person on your team who's very intelligent and very skilled, how you your team works with that person, how they fit into your organization becomes the measure of how effective you can be as a, as a total organization. And Generative AI in some ways is like that. It enables certain tasks and functions to be done very rapidly, and it changes how you can execute a workflow by doing things that would have taken a long time and a very short time. And so it's how those pieces are put together that really make a difference. That's a fascinating way to look at it. I've never heard anybody put it that way. That is, it's like another body. You've hired another person, you brought them in, and they have to integrate with everybody. Everybody has to integrate with them. That's a, that's a big key to it. Thank you for that insight. Yeah, you're welcome. Steve, I got to ask you a question. You're the founder and VP of operations, but particularly as VP of operations, it's got to be really daunting to figure out, you know, the new technologies that come along. Has generative AI posed a, a big, big challenge to you as VP of operations? Or is it one of those things where you go, wow, this is really I- exciting? Or maybe it's both. Well, I think very much the second. I mean, we've been here in Outfrequence uh, 14 years and seen a lot of advancements in the technology that is the backbone of the advertising industry, going back to big advancements in big data when we first started. And and generative AI is a new tool that opens up lots of possibilities. So it's it's really been an exciting time. And I think we as an engineering company look forward to ways we can utilize this technology. Steve, great. Thanks very much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Gordon. You said the same thing I was going to say in that interview, Gordon. The one thing that stuck out to me is, wow, never thought about bringing AI in as a person on a team. That's interesting. Well, Steve said that. I just highlighted. I said, hey, stop. Yep. (laughs) This is what you mean. This is really cool. It's It's a team member. And one that needs certain level of discipline and reeling in, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they're just going to come out with, you know, something wild that doesn't fit. You know, as we've seen when we've tried generative AI, it'll get better and better and better at it. But yeah, I think that was a big revelation in that interview. I'm also impressed at Steve's response that, you know, he's, and, and I see this with people, they're either excited or scared about something new and some type of change. He's really excited about the possibilities of with AI and generative AI. And I think that's really the way to look at it if you really want to seize the opportunity for your company is to be excited about it rather than skeptical. Because that means you're just, you know, people are full time on this right now and they're already ahead of you if you're going to spend your time being skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might as well embrace the change. It's going to come. It's going to be here. I mean, heck, in five years, it's a hyperbole, but will Google not exist? And it's just uh, search will be a chat GPT kind of a thing. Yeah. When Frequent started, you know, as Steve said, toward the end of the interview, they started, what, 14 years ago in the era of big data. Remember when everybody was talking about big data? Oh, yeah, big data. Um, you know, and they seized that opportunity. Okay, what do you do with all that big data? Now you have this tool that is just 
phenomenal. Yeah, that's the dealing. answer. This is what you do. Like, this is what you do. So they've got all this experience in dealing with big data. Now they have some advancements, new advancements in technology. It's the way a company really should be thinking about things. And again, I'm excited because of what you mentioned, the advertiser applications here. The advertisers definitely want to use it. But I think they're going to migrate to a company that can help them use it or use it for them. Because, you know, advertisers can't be full-time marketers or master marketers, you know, unless they're big enough to hire some people in. So it's really an agency's job or a media company's job to help them find the target audience, help write some great ad copy for them. Just make it do what Amazon has done. Take all the friction out of the sale. Oh, we'll handle all that for you. And frequency seems to be right there. The one thing that uh, local advertisers told us they're a little scared about using AI inside of marketing, and I think this is important to understand, is that they're concerned it might erode the personal relationships they have with their customers or their location. And so they understand it can produce all of this copy and give them good insights, but they don't want to lose their voice. And I think that's still somewhere that an agency or a media company can help. Well, there are companies that are accumulating chat information. For instance, you go to the website, you want to ask a question, and you you encounter a chat bot, yeah. right, that, yeah. that, that feeds off of FAQ. But they're incorporating that into the CRM. So it's like, okay, the sales rep, where a sales rep, you know, gets alerted that this person or customer has visited the site and asked these questions. Guess what happens next? You know, personal intervention. It's not yeah. going to happen, and you might get a bad experience as the advertiser, the, as the customer looks at the site and is trying to place an ad or ask question about CPM or whatever, and just gets frustrated. But companies that are smart enough to figure out how to incorporate that into CPMs or CRMs and make it a lead generation tool, you know, oh God, there's just so many ways technology can integrate with the sales operation and take a lot of the pain and and friction out of it. Yeah. It is fantastic, isn't it? That should be our word of the pod. Yeah. Fantastic. Guess, now, sure. everybody thinks they but know. But everybody knows what fantastic means. So. Yeah. Well, well it, they're wrong uh, because fantastic means not real. It means remote of reality. So AI is definitely, and generative AI is definitely fantastic. It's kind of like terrific. Terrific is a derivative of terrifying. Yeah, so fantastic is not real and terrific is terrifying. So you, Gordon, are both fantastic and terrific. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, brought to you by Audience, found at audience.io and by Frequence, where you can learn more at Frequence.com. If you have ideas for future shows, email the hosts at podcast at BorellAssociates.com. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to give us a thumbs up on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. And thanks for putting our show in the top 5% of podcasts nationwide.